second. Eric, can you hear us? Yes, 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 I'm on. I was trying to figure this out. Virgil and Michael are on the line. Um, Virgil, can you hear me? Let's just, um, I think he's out of the frame. Let's give him a minute. There you are. All right. Uh, Flip your camera, Virgil, and then flip it again. Okay, perfect. And Virgil, you can unmute yourself. Cool. All right, just really quick reminders, everyone. Again, stay on mute unless you're called on. Please stick to two questions per fighter. Um, Both fighters will be on at the same time, so you can ask ask questions to each fighter at the same time. Uh, And then I think I will be sending over a recording and some quotes from today. And I believe it's pretty kind of... um, straightforward. Hold on, let me just admitting a few people. All right. All right, everyone. So we're ready to start. We have Virgil Ortiz Jr. and Michael McKinson on the line. And to introduce the fight and introduce the fighters, please welcome President of Golden Boy Promotions, Eric Gomez. Eric, when you're ready, go ahead. Yes, good morning to everyone. Uh, Thank you for being on this call. Uh, we have a great fight on Saturday night. Two undefeated fighters, uh, Virgil Ortiz, 18 and 0, versus Michael McKinson, 22 and 0. Uh, this is a fight we we had planned to do earlier in the year. Uh, we weren't able to do it. Uh, we're very happy and excited that we were able to reschedule it for the Saturday. Uh, the first uh, fighter I want to introduce to everyone is Michael McKinson. He's one of the top welterweights in the world. Uh, rated in most organizations in the top 10, 27 and 0, um, 22 and 0, sorry, uh, 27 years old. Uh, he made his uh, U.S. debut back in March when he beat um, Alex Martin. And I uh, want to introduce him. Uh, Michael, introduce yourself. Yeah, hiya. How you doing? Um, it feels good to be here in Texas. It feels real good to be here in Texas and a big shout out to to Golden Boy Team Ortiz for for offering me uh, the fight again. Uh, Ortiz versus McKinson, take two. Great, great, great. Uh, let's open it up for some questions for Michael, please. Let's um, introduce Virgil, and then we can open up questions. Oh, okay, Sassy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, also also on the call. Let's introduce Virgil. Of course, um, he's making his uh, return to uh, to the ring after a little bit of a layoff. Uh, Virgil's uh, one of the hottest welterweights in the world, uh, knocking on the door for a world title. Uh, as I said a little earlier, undefeated, uh, perfect knockout record, 18-0, 18 knockouts. We're very excited to have him back in the ring. Virgil, please introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Um... It feels great to be back at home. It's uh, it's really hot, but that's that's just what I'm used to. It feels great. Um, I'm I'm just ready to fight. You know, uh, it's been like a year. It sucks that a lot of things happen within that year, and it's taken a full year to come back around. But uh, hopefully, after this fight, everything's uh, back in schedule. 
Great. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Cecilia, you want to open up for questions now? Yes. Um, just a reminder, if you want to ask a question, please raise your hand virtually. I will call on you and you can unmute yourself. Please limit your questions to two questions per fighter to give everyone an opportunity. If you have a follow-up question, just raise your hand again and I will call on you if we have time. So to get this started, let's start off with Francisco Salazar from Ring Magazine. Go ahead, Francisco. Um, good morning, Virgil. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So, Virgil, uh, I have two questions for you, and then I have one for Eric. Um, Virgil, um, you know, we, um, I'm, I'm assuming you saw uh, Michael's fight against uh, Alex Martin in March. Um, what, did you sort of take away anything from that fight? And uh, what, how was the preparation for that fight with your dad and with Manny Robles? Well, first off, I did see his fight. And um, what I saw was uh, two southpaws that kind of had the same styles as a bit of a clash of styles. So not only is the opponent that he fought on that day a complete different style of mine, it's just uh, there's really nothing that I could take away from that fight because he didn't fight someone that fought like me. You know, he, that was a different version of of him fighting someone else. So there's really not a whole lot for me to go off of, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, as far as the camp, I mean, camp went great. You know, we basically did the same thing from the last camp to this camp as far as like like tactics and all that stuff. So pretty good okay then uh last question um so yeah that, that you mentioned that almost you're out of the ring um you had your setback uh, before the march fight was there anything different in terms of just preparation maybe less sparring less uh you know from a previous uh week or months maybe you know starting your um weight uh, weight weight controller to control your weight or how was in that sense different preparation wise from previous fights? Yeah, I mean, so basically we were supposed to fight in January, so I was getting ready before that, and uh, we were in basically full camp mode like right before that. And uh, you know, when I train, I'm, I'm like 110. percent My body was going like just training as hard as I can possibly train and we didn't fight in January we fight in March and I think with just all those months uh just back to back with like non-stop training I had like three days off after we came back from California in December the first time uh my body mm -hmm. just couldn't take it anymore by the time we got to March so I mean this time we had a uh, you no know, fall throughs with uh with the schedule this time my body feels great and we're ready to go Okay, thank you. And then for Eric, um, just, you know, you, you've seen Virgil literally grow up in front of us. Um, you know, you're credited with discovering him. How, how much have you, have you seen his growth, not just for what he's done in the ring, but as far as how um, he's really, like, now knocking on the door for a possible uh, title shot, him, Michael. Uh, how, how much is just... You, 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 Golden Boy, really place emphasis on what what you guys have done to to lead to this point. You know, for for me as as the promoter uh, slash matchmaker, um, it, it's it's what's uh, it, it's it's beautiful to watch uh, a young kid like him develop into a world class fighter. That's that's the part of the job that I enjoy. 
just watching the progression. Obviously, it was obvious when I saw him as an amateur, you know, he had a lot of power. Uh, he was knocking guys out in the amateur ranks with the bigger gloves. Um, but now he's become so much more of a complete fighter, uh, works off the jab well, uh, the body shots, setting up the punches, the counter punches. He's a complete fighter. He's a complete fighter. And he probably, if, if we didn't have the layoff, he, he probably would have been fighting for a title now. Um, but obviously we, you know, we had, we had to, we had to lay off a little bit of a setback. Uh, he's a hundred percent. Now I was able to go see him at the gym last week. I was very impressed uh, with his, uh, with the combinations he was throwing, what he was working on. Um, look, Michael McKinson's a world-class fighter as well. This is going to be a very tough fight. It's not an easy fight for him. It's a different style. He hasn't faced a style like this in a while. Uh, but it's part of it. You know, if, if you're going to get to that promised land, if you're going to get to a world title fight and fight and have a chance to win, you have to fight the top fighters in the world. And that's what you have here. Two top, highly rated fighters fighting each other, both undefeated, both young, both hungry. This is what it's all about. Uh, this is what makes our job fun, being able to see these type of fights. Great. Thank you, Eric. Uh, good luck to you, Virgil. Good luck to you, Michael. Thank you for uh, Thank you. your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Francisco. Um, we had some new people join us. Just a reminder, stay on mute at all times unless otherwise called on. If you have a question, please raise your hand virtually. Next, we have Ernesto Amador from No Puedes Jugar Boxeo. Go ahead, Ernesto. Good morning, everybody. Let me start first with, with McKinson, and then I'm going with Virgil. Virgil, uh, sorry, McKinson, everybody's talking about the, the things that you don't have. But we need to talk about the things that you have. You're a great boxer, you're hunger, and you're lifting. So uh, could you describe yourself as a fighter? Because I truly believe, and I agree with Eric, it's not going to be a really easy fight for any side. So uh, describe yourself, because I truly believe you're a great boxer. I was watching your fights, and maybe you don't have a bunch, so many knockouts, but you're a great fighter, lifting again, and you're hunger. Yeah, over, over in the UK, I'm known as being a very awkward, very, sorry, sorry. No. Go ahead again. Can you see me? Yeah, now I can see you. I'm, I'm having some issues. Um, can you see me? Yes, just move your camera up a little bit, like tilt it up. Uh, oh. um, wait there, yeah. There you go. If you want to keep it in that and that works better for you, that's fine. I'm nice. There you go. Oh. Yeah. So I can still talk anyway, even if you can't see me. Yeah, so over in, over in the UK, I'm, I'm known as a, a tricky southpaw. Uh, I don't think I'll get enough credit as I'm a very smart southpaw. I'm actually a right-handed lefty. Um People don't really know that. Uh, you don't get to 22-0 winning four uh, international-type titles along the way for, for not being a good fighter, I believe. I'm a very good fighter, but I haven't had the opportunity to prove that I'm world-class. Um, along the way, I've, I've never had the luxury of picking and choosing who I, who, who I get to fight next, etc. Um, I've had to take risks from early on and be the B-side from early on um, to get to where I am. 
um, to get to the opportunities and take the opportunities to get to where I am right now, you know. So um, I believe that my rise has been a lot sweeter than most others. Somebody tweeted uh, this week, actually, um, that on my second professional fight, I fought at a, a cricket ground in Northern Ireland in front of 500, uh, 500 people. I think it held 500 people. Um, to and compare that to Virgil's second fight, he fought on a Canelo undercard, you know. So, um, so my rise has been from the very bottom to get where I am. But, but what people don't realise is I'm here in merit of everything that's happened along the way. I deserve my opportunity to to fight Ortiz, um, and I've earned it the hard way. So I'm excited to be in Texas. I'm excited to show more to my ability than. I've been able to show in my previous fights because in my previous fights, I've, I've coasted points wins against good fighters, but I've not been in, in any trouble. I've not had to dig deep. I've not had to go somewhere that I've never been before. And I know I'm going to have to in this fight. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for Saturday and I can't wait. Thank you. And now let me go with, with Virgil. Uh, Virgil. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, it's been like a year, year right? Uh, how's the feeling to return after one year, of course, in, in, your, in your hometown? Uh, how is the feeling? Because uh, maybe a fighter like you, uh, it feels like desperate to return to the ring. How was the feeling now, uh, days before? Yeah, uh, it feels great. Uh, first of all, how, how are you doing there? So it's, it's been a long time. Um, It's uh it's it's been great. Uh I forgot the question already. I'm over here skipping shit. What's you say? No, no, <laughs> how does it feel? How do... you are okay, really, okay, no, I yeah, I remember, really I remember active that. fighter. You're a really active fighter and it's been a year. So how is the feeling? You you feel desperate in at some point that you can fight? I wouldn't say desperate. I I mean Fortunately, time is on my side. I'm only 24 years old. At the same time, I don't want to be wasting time. You know, that's like I should have fought three or four times already by by this time since August, and that's time we won't get back. But um, I'm I try my best to to remain optimistic about any scenario, no matter how negative it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I feel very happy. I'm very excited uh, to be back in the ring. And um, I'm just ready to put on a great show for for the fans all across the world. Virgil, uh, you know this for sure. Uh, boxing in Mexico is not only a sport. It's a religion. And in Mexico, everybody's talking about Virgil Ortiz. So how is the feeling to, to be part of the Mexican boxers? Because, again, it's not a sport. It's not only boxing in Mexico, and you know that, and for the Mexicans as well in USA, boxing is a religion, and you are part of the Mexicans now, like a great star. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, that's I mean, that's my people. That's I, I, I. Every time I go to Mexico, I always feel like I'm at home. You know, it's a different feeling. Uh, the people there are so um, united. I feel like everyone's just very, uh, very friendly to each other, and Uh, to have that support from my own people, obviously that's I I I love that. Makes me feel great. Makes me feel like I'm doing something. 
Awesome. Finally, with Eric. Eh, muy buenos días, Eric. Si me puedes responder con el saludo en español. Eh, ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué tal? Buenos días. Saludarte. Con, el, con el, la experiencia que tienes en boxeo, Eric, tú sabes que se hace mucho ruido con Crawford, mucho ruido con Errol Spence, pero al final de cuentas yo creo que, que, que tú y Golden Boy tienen al, al 147 más peligroso y más silencioso. ¿Tú, ¿Tú estarías de acuerdo conmigo que a lo mejor Virgil no es un hombre que hace mucho ruido? Si, como dicen, este perro no ladra, solo muerde. ¿Ese, ese es uno de los peleadores, o el más peligroso, pero en silencio? Sí, obviamente, este, no tan silencio, porque ya mucha, mucha gente ya lo está conociendo. Pero sí, es, es que es, está joven, está joven. Lo que le falta a Virgil es la experiencia. Y obviamente, peleando estas peleas con los mejores del mundo, clasificados... Así es como va, va a ganarse esa experiencia. Pero él está listo para quien sea. Después de esta pelea, primero Dios, todo salga bien. Este, él va a estar listo para pelear con los grandes nombres. Con Crawford, con Spence, con quien sea. Eh, es lo que ha querido él. Él siempre ha querido los mejores. Y para nosotros es un placer trabajar con un, un muchacho así, tan disciplinado, eh, que quiere lo mejor para él. Claro, me, me refería a eh, el silencio, porque no es Bocón solamente, pero, pero sí, entiendo que es un peleador del que todo el mundo habla. Muchas, muchas gracias. Thank you, Ernesto. Uh, let me, uh, Ceci, let me translate that real quick. I'll, I'll translate it. Um, yeah, so the question was, the question was, you know, obviously Virgil, you know, like he's young, undefeated. Do you, do you consider him the most dangerous in the division? Uh, you have champions like Errol Spence and Crawford. Is Virgil one of the most dangerous fighters in the division? And I said, of, of course, of course he is. Obviously, you have to respect his power. Um, but he's also very young. And what Virgil needs is the experience. And fights like these, uh, fighting the top fighters in the world, like a Michael McKinson, who's highly rated in the world, he needs the experience of fighting different styles. Uh, if he's victorious on Saturday night, if he's able to be victorious, it's a tough fight. Um, then he's ready. He's ready for any of the top fighters in the world. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you so much, Ernesto. Uh, next, we have Joe Lee from Seconds Out. Go ahead, Joe. Thank you. Uh, I have a question for both fighters. First, Virgil, uh, good to meet you virtually. How are you? Nice to meet you. How, how are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. So my first question is, how much do you actually know about Mikey the Problem? Obviously, you saw his fight over in America when you were obviously meant to fight. Um, but beforehand, how much do you actually know about Mikey the Problem and his career? Uh, I mean, I don't know uh, too much. I, I know where he's from. Uh, I get a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram saying that he's going to beat me. I, I'm familiar with Portsmouth, I believe it's called. <laughs> Yeah. I know it pretty much now. Um, I mean, I, there's not a, like a whole lot to go off of. I don't know anything like obviously like about his interests or his personal life or nothing about that. I I do know he's 22 and no, two knockouts. Uh, to, you know what? I mean, here's how I see it as like if if you don't have a whole lot of power and you have two knockouts, I I would say it's almost impressive to have an undefeated record because you. you you have to make it up somehow, right? Um, and I mean, he has had knockdowns his last few fights, so I'm I'm very aware of that as well. So it's not like I'm going to go in there expecting an easy fight. And I bet you a lot of people think I'm expecting an easy fight, but I'm treating this fight as if it's my my world title fight. Um, 
but I mean, other than that, that's that's pretty much it as as far as I know about him. Cool, uh, good to hear. Looking forward to it. So, Adam, for you, Mikey, um, you mentioned I saw on your Instagram on an interview with IFL for a young guy it could go pear shaped. What did you What did you mean by that? And obviously, I'm not sure if he'll know what pear shaped is. But what did you mean by that that quote? What I meant was he's had a lot. He's got a lot of hype. A lot of momentum. Uh, he, I think it would be 51 weeks he would have been out of the ring. So what I'm saying is he snatched all that momentum away from him. He needs to build that momentum again. You know, for a young guy with that much momentum and that much hype, to rebuild that will be hard. Okay, thank you. Best of luck. Thank you, Joe. Uh, next, we have Cole Winston from... Boxing World Weekly. Go ahead, Cole. Hi, guys. Thank you. And I uh, have one question for Michael and then a couple questions for Virgil. So I'll start with Michael. Uh, Michael, obviously, your confidence for this fight is is up there. And obviously, like as it should be, as the fighter that you are. But what do you think that you provide that's different, a different style than, you know, previous fighters that Virgil Ortiz has already fought? Okay, I'll pick one thing out. Um. I've got something different than everyone he's fought. He's not fought anybody undefeated. So he's not been in the ring with anybody, but with anybody that's never tasted defeat. I've never tasted defeat. I don't know what it's like to lose. No, I'm a very proud English man coming to the other side of the world, coming to the lion's den in an, in an attempt to tame the lion, tame the young lion. Um, he... He's not put a foot wrong. He's looked vulnerable in certain fights, but he's not put a foot wrong, and he's a he's a great young fighter. Um, but I have a different style than most people, a style that can expose most things in certain fighters. So I know I know I've got a hard fight ahead of me. I've got a big task ahead of me, but I know that I'm very mentally capable of pulling it off. I actually do have a follow up question for you. Uh... So you obviously had the replacement opponent for that fight when Virgil Ortiz uh, had to pull out. Do you think that that was actually better for you, even though it was a style that wouldn't resemble Virgil Ortiz? No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) It was a very clash of stars. That week for me was hard. So from I found out the Tuesday and the Tuesday to the Thursday evening, I said yes to seven different names, seven different (laughs) names. I said, yes, every single one of them, I said, yes, just keep me on the show. Keep me on the show. I want my US debut. I've, I've, I've prepared for four months, no matter who it is. Now, out of them seven guys, Alex Martin was probably the least that I wanted to fight. You know, he was a quite, a, he was a slick fighter. He was a southpaw, but, you know, he was quite negative. <laughs> he was quite negative and it was a, it was a boring fight. I was prepared to fight somebody that, complete opposite for nearly four months. I think I found out the November, the November, because we was originally fighting in January. So it was a long time. And like even my last three fights, I'm a very clever, tactical, um, awkward fighter. But my last three fights have been Alex Martin, who's a negative southpaw, and it was a clash of styles. Before that, I fought the Polish guy who, after one round, he was in a shell for 10 rounds. So I had to try and and uh, before that was a, a, a I fought a guy over in, um, it was in Gibraltar called Chris Congo who was 
I was the B side, he was favoured. And I I was on the front foot and I was the one making things happen for, for the whole fight. And people that know me, I'm better when there's somebody coming to take my head off. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, I get excited about being in that danger zone. Um, but I haven't been able to do it in a long time. I haven't been able to do it as I've been going up levels. Uh, so, so yeah, people really haven't seen half of what I can do, I believe. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I'm excited for Saturday night. That's awesome, man. That's glad to hear. Good luck to you on Saturday. And uh, my two questions for Virgil, I'll start with, obviously you've mentioned in the past, like this, it's been a year that you haven't been in the ring. Win, lose on Saturday, on Saturday night. Do you plan on being more active this year, regardless of that world title shot, Virgil? For sure. You know, that's uh, the minimum amount of fights that I want a year is three. I would like to always get four. If we can shoot for five, I don't know if that's possible, but I, I'm more than willing to do it. You know, I just want to get some rounds and I would get this experience in uh, boxing. Boxing career is probably the shortest career of any sport. So I want to make sure that uh i put in as much work as i can i agree and my last question for you is i I read the article on on boxing scene today and it mentions you know if you don't get that world title shot soon you're looking to move up to 154 based off of what has happened obviously in your previous camp so i'm wondering is there a timeline in your head for that is there a timeline where if that world title shot doesn't come by the end of 2022 or by the end of 2023 that you have a timeline for when you're going to move up they might have misquoted me. I said that I wasn't going to move up until I get a world title. Yeah, so what I'm saying is if that world title doesn't come, like, obviously, you want that world title as soon as possible. So, or is, or is there no timeline? You're, you're not moving until the world title shot comes. I'm not moving, no. That's good. That's good. I, 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 that's what I was looking to hear. So, th- thanks. Yeah. For, uh, good luck on Saturday. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Cole. Next, we have Ryan O'Hara from nyfights.com. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Virgil. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I have two questions for Virgil, and then I have one question for Eric. Um, we'll start with the, the rhabdomyolosis. You know, obviously, that's what caused the uh, initial fight with McKinson uh, to be postponed. Uh, what, what have you learned from that whole situation and, um, you know, have you adjusted anything in training to avoid that sort of situation again? Um, I've learned a lot of things and especially things like interviewers and reporters um, talking about stuff that they don't know, especially on Twitter, including you. And for that reason, I will not be answering your questions today forever. Oh, of course. Respe- respect with that. Um, Eric, uh, my question for you is obviously, you know, Golden Boy had some issues with uh, – you know, with the Jamel Charlo, Hamim Mungia fight, um, with with the negotiations, you know, there was a deal, and then you know, there, the idea was to have a joint pay per view between Showtime and DAZN. And then I, I don't know how to pronounce the uh, chief operating officer with Golden Boy. He said that you know Tank Garcia has to to be a, a joint pay per view as well. If we're talking about Virgil, you know, getting a title shot and potentially fighting Errol Spence in the future, who's with PBC, uh, do you see an issue in in, get, in getting Virgil that title shot? Um, given the strategy that Golden Boy has been taking um, these past few months? No, not at all. Not at all. There's always a way. Uh, in fact, uh, with the Charlo fight, there was never a deal done. Uh, we, did, we had preliminary talks, and uh, it was very apparent from the beginning that 
that uh, we weren't going to be able to get it done in a timely fashion. Uh, we've continued talks. Everything's going smoothly. We'll see. Uh, we're always going to try to get our fighters the best fights possible. We're always willing to bend. Uh, we're always willing to work things out. And that's our position. You know, there's always a way. There's always a solution for any problem. And that's how we've been successful in the past, making big fights. All right. Thank you very much. Thank right, you, thank Brian. You. Thank you. Uh, next, we have Ismail Salam from Beats Boxing Mayhem. Go ahead, Ismail. Thank you. Um, first question is for Michael. I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned that you're an undefeated fighter. You're going to be the first undefeated fighter that Virgil's facing. I think a lot of people are also overlooking that you have several undefeated fighters that you've beaten in your career. I believe about four. And the one that we most know over here will probably be Ryan Martin. I wanted to get your take on if you've noticed a difference in the ring between facing defeated fighters or undefeated fighters, being that we normally assume undefeated fighters don't know how to lose so they're a little bit more aggressive do you see that in the ring in the fighters you have fought that were undefeated and what do you see in Virgil with him being an undefeated fighter as well undefeated fighters are hungry they're hungry they're they're proud they're hungry people and you know not only have I taken undefeated records before I've taken undefeated records in their backyard but the Ryan Martin, I think that you you know, is a different Ryan Martin to the one I fought. There's a US Ryan Martin, there's a UK Ryan Martin. The UK one that I beat no, is not as good. <laughs> but, um, but but yeah, I um, I've taken undefeated uh, undefeated fighters' records in their own backyard, and I've gone I've gone into hostility to do it. Where and you know, like. I know this is on a bigger scale coming to Texas, fighting um, Virgil Ortiz in his backyard. Uh, so it's going to be hostile. But I'm built for this. I'm built different. Um, like, if, if people looked into my rise and, and, and my record, from early on, I've taken gambles to to go to people's backyards and and, and define the odds and come out victorious, fight these young, hungry fighters at a lower level, granted. But now I'll get to do it. Probably the the young fighter that's tipped for superstardom in Virgil Ortiz is a great young fighter. The the whole world's watching him right now. So um so yeah, I'm excited to come and fight him in his backyard. Awesome. Thank you very much, Michael. And my last question is for Virgil. Virgil, you've pretty much spent your career letting your fist do the talking in the ring. You don't do a lot of the theatrics outside of it, but we've seen that can be almost to a detriment. We see with Ryan Garcia, he's been very vocal with wanting to get tanked, and it seems like that fight is at least getting traction as far as talks go. Do you feel because you've had that layoff, do you have to do a little bit more talking outside of the ring, or do you still think you can feel comfortable just letting your in-ring work do the talking for you? Uh, I feel like See, if I if I start talking outside of the ring, you you're you're gonna you're gonna tell right away that's not the kind of person I am. So I'm not gonna sit here and try to fake it and be someone that I'm not. That's just that I'm I'm not good at doing that. I mean, I I can do it if I want to, but it's it's gonna be pretty obvious that that's not the kind of person I am. So I'm just I'm just gonna stick to letting my fist doing the talking or let my skills pay the bills i guess that's cheesy as hell but yeah 
that's that's pretty much my answer. Got it. Virgil and Michael, thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Ismael. Uh, next, we have Kendrick Johnson from MMA Weekly. Go ahead, Kendrick. How you doing? I got a couple questions um, for Virgil and one for Michael. Our uh, first one's for Michael. Michael, with uh, only having two knockouts, how do you feel that you, that your lack of knockouts are going to be able to keep Virgil off when we know that everybody he's fought has sooner or later succumbed to his pressure and been stopped just about? Sorry, can you say that one again? I didn't quite make the whole question. I right, said, so with, with you only having two knockouts, how do you – you, how are you going to be able to keep Virgil off of you since that's what he does? He pressures, he pressures, he breaks somebody down against people that have been stronger punchers than you, and they haven't been able to keep him off of him, keep him off of them. So how are you going to be able to keep him off of you on Saturday night? I fought bigger, stronger, big punchers, sparred big punchers. I've been in the ring with big guys my whole life, and I don't believe my... The reason I've got two knockouts is not that I'm, I can't punch it's because I've been, it's been so easy outpointing these guys. And I say it, oh, it's been easy, but I've, I've been comfortable. As I've stepped up levels, I've been comfortable. Um, you can look back at 22 fights, and if you can find a fight where I've looked vulnerable and I look uncomfortable and I've had to dig deep, then please show me. Um, so it, I've got. I've not been in a fight where I've had to dig deep. I believe Virgil will will 100% take me to places I've never been before. Uh, and that's when I get to... People know I've got a good boxing brain. Now it's time to show people I've got a big boxing heart. I, I don't believe my knockouts have... My knock, uh, lack of knockouts has affected my rise, so it shouldn't affect me being at the world-class level. You think you're gonna to have to take some chances on Saturday to beat him in his backyard and shock the world? Of course, of course. I, I can't just come over and nick a win. I'm fighting Virgil Ortiz in his backyard. I, I have to, I have to make sure I win clear. I have to make sure I take chances. I have to take advantage of every opportunity possible. Um, so, so yeah, we know, we know, and we're well prepared. And next question for Virgil. Virgil, as we know, hello. Next question for Virgil. As we know, every time you come out, and you put on the show. Are you getting tired that your fights when you when you when leading up to the fights, like you get more questions about people in the future and future opponents and title shots more than your actual opponent, Virgil? Yeah, uh, I always get questions like, "All right, after this fight, I'm not looking past." I'm like, "Well, just you asking me that question is already." looking past the opponent you know it doesn't matter what you say before that question it's just like dude let's focus on this fight uh ask me questions about this fight and what do you there's there's like two names you can ask me after this fight you know you got Spencer Crawford you know well what am I gonna say they're they're tied up right now when am I gonna fight them I don't know who do I think is gonna win I don't know I there's a lot of I don't knows I can tell you about those questions and you're just not gonna get anything different because a hundred other people have asked me that same question already Wow, that's why I'm not asking that question. <laughs> do, 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 so with with, you, with the long activity streak, do you have to feel like with even though you're you're a rising star, you got you got the you're a known KO artist, do you feel that you have to put on a show and send out a message or put out a statement since 
people kind of question you since the long layoff, is he still that guy? There's been, I, yeah, there's been a lot of people uh, doubting me. And it's, I feel like that's really uh, stupid of them. Because if there's one thing that I'm, I'm good at doing, and it's probably the only thing I'm good at doing is boxing. And uh, I don't know. It's just, um, I wouldn't say it's, uh, how do I say it? What was the word? It's not like it bothers me, but it does bother me that, that people are doubting me. And I'm just going to have to show them, I guess. I mean, there's, what else can I do? I don't talk. I'm not going to sit out here and talk every heckler on Twitter and, and Instagram. I'm just going to do what I do best, and that's box. And final question for me, do you think this is just some fake bravado? He's, he's talking a lot of good game, and act like he's basically going to stand in the pocket with you and trade the, the way he's he's put on this persona. Do you think that's just leading up to the talk? Are you going to see a different guy on Saturday night? Or do you think he really is going to be that guy taking chances on Saturday night trying to shock the world? I've seen him fight, and he carries a lot of pride with him, so I don't think it's a uh... – I don't think it's vibrato at all. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Kendrick. All right. Um, We are going to take two more reporters next. Um, We just need to start wrapping up this call. And next we have Stephen Correno from KO Artist Sports. Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, Just got a couple questions for Virgil. Virgil, uh, it's good to see you back, man. Talk about uh, McKenson's uh, obviously a southpaw. Um, talk about the southpaw battle. Uh, I've, I've seen you sparring southpaws for the first camp uh, with this fight, and you you have a unique perspective on the foot battle and stuff. So talk to me about just the fighting a southpaw and and just what that does as far as kind of your career being that you know some of the bigger guys in in, uh, in welterweight are southpaws. Yeah, uh, southpaws are literally the mirror image of uh right-hander so naturally we we are farther we are a lot farther compared to fighting someone that stands the same way as you um i mean really that's it's it's the same but it's not there's a lot of uh pros and cons to to being a sapo or uh or orthodox fighter i mean really it's just um a lot of things that go without saying you know and uh, last one, man. Um, I saw you pull out the the guitar right now. Um, <laughs> what are you? Uh, what you working on, man? What are you? You, you said you're you're only good at boxing. I think I, I would disagree with you, man. I think the guitar is getting pretty good. Well, you see, for me, when I say I'm good at something, it means I can make a living off of it. I can't make a living <laughs> off a of guitar. I, I mean, I'm okay at it. I do it as a hobby, but I can't. I couldn't do that. Um, but I was I was playing John Mayer right now, if that's what you were asking. Right, right. Man, you could go to that bar uh, across the street. I'm sure that they could set you up uh, right there. You could <laughs> sell out that place at the, what is it, the Urban Cowboy, whatever that bar is across the way? <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Virgil. Best of luck, man. Thank you. Thank you All both. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Steven. Next, we have Adriana Noriega from ABN Sports. Go ahead, Adriana. Hi, good morning. This first question is for Michael. Uh, Michael, good to talk to you again. I just want to see your take on, uh, obviously, this fight against Virgil Ortiz. How important do you believe uh, a victory over Virgil would be for your career? What can it do for you? 
a victory changes my life, my daughter's life, people around me's life. Even my city of Portsmouth, as Virgil knows, my city of Portsmouth now, um, a, a victory changes everything for me. Um, I've, I've never been given anything. I've, anything's never been handed to me on a plate. I've had to go out and earn it the hard way. Um, so, so yeah, the fight's huge. Like me getting the opportunity is huge, but a victory changes my life. And so, so yeah, that's how important it is to me. You mentioned earlier that you haven't had the luxury or, or the chance to be able to, you know, pick fights, pick the opponents that you're usually the B side. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll ask you this. If, if you were given the chance, the opportunity to pick your next opponents, who would you have in mind? I don't look past August 6th um, at all. This is my world title. Um, I'm a big underdog. I've got a huge job on Saturday night and I haven't looked of what I'm doing August 7th yet. It's an it's a important job on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't pick. Thank you, Michael. Um, my Thank next, you. My next question is for, for Virgil. Virgil, um, at, a second, at 18 and 0 with 18 knockouts, um, I'm wondering how much it's on your mind. Uh, how much, how badly do you want to continue that, that KO streak? I know that the main thing is to get a victory regardless, but how, uh, how much do you want to continue that streak? And you're, you're, you're muted, Virgil. <laughs> My bad. Um, I mean, obviously everyone wants to do as good as possible as they can in, in their fights. And that's, that's usually with a knockout. But as far as being concerned about keeping it a, a, alive, I, I'm not going to lie. I really don't care. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. And... You know, I'm grateful for having it. You know, uh, I have a. I'm kind of known for that, and I mean, it, it's like it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because you know it's a blessing. People are like, oh, you know, let's watch him. He's won all his fights, but knockout. But at the same time, you know, it's just like a lot of people now only see me as some reckless uh, punching machine that that only goes in for the knockout and can't think. And you know, I'm just. You know, I'm just a boy that sees red. I don't, that's not the kind of fighter I am. You know, if anything, a lot of my knockouts have, have come from me actually thinking and exploiting their weaknesses and, you know, stuff like that. So, anyways, long story short, I'm not really worried about if I if I get a knockout this fight or not. I would love one. Uh, but it's I'm not concerned about losing my knockout streak or anything like that. All right. And I know you don't want this question, Virgil. I know, but I've known you for a while. I'm going to see, I'm going to go at it a different angle. Being from Dallas, and obviously you just said that you want to stay at 147 until you get your title. Um, is there a little bit of bias to hopefully make a fight with Errol Spence over Crawford because of the whole hometown in Dallas? There's really no bias about that. I would love to fight. Uh... Spence in the Cowboys Stadium, um, but 
I mean, I the truth is I really want to fight everybody. That's just the cold, hard truth. Uh, I don't care who wins. I don't care who I fight. I just want to fight. And become a champion. Yeah. Sounds good. Virgil, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana. So that's all the time we have for today. Just we have time for so many closing statements. Michael, do you want to start off with any closing statements for today's call? Um, no, not really. My, my closing statement is I do appreciate Golden Boy and, and Tim Ortiz for giving me the opportunity again. They didn't need to, um, but they did the right thing. Uh, obviously, I prepared once and I turned up to LA and it was unfortunate circumstances, but um, I'm just glad I've got the opportunity again and I'll get to, I'll get to um, make everyone back home proud. And, and get to go out there and change my life. Thank you, Michael. Virgil, thank any you. closing words on your side? Uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone for tuning in. Um, it's been pretty cool. I, I, I feel uh, like I'm doing something again. Uh, for the past year, I felt like a bum. I felt like I'm not providing for my family. I Sometimes uh, I'm not exactly sure how the press the press depression feels but just being stuck in my room having no sense of a reason of being here that's that's like one of the hardest things I had to do you know and seeing um, Michael fight and I'm not the one fighting him you know it kind of hurt a little bit just uh it sucked I felt like I had no reason being here I had no purpose I had no meaning so I'm I'm very happy to be uh, fighting again this Saturday, and yeah. Thank you, Virgil. Uh, Eric, any closing statements on behalf of Golden Boy? Thank you, Cecilia. I want to thank both fighters. Um, this is going to be an exciting fight. Again, it's rare that you get two fighters uh, at this stage of their career undefeated to face each other. Um, the winner definitely is going to be in line for a world title. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, th- th- these are, you know, it's, it's very gratifying for us as promoters to be able to put events like this. Don't miss it. It's going to be on the zone on Saturday. If you can be there in person, tickets are still available. You can get them at Ticketmaster, Dickie's Arena, or also at, at goldenboypromotions.com. Uh, I'll see you guys there. I'm looking forward to this one. Thank you, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. This concludes our call. I will talk to you guys all very soon, and I will send you guys links to the recording, both the video and the audio for your stories. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.